This is your brother James, and this is God's Will Podcast. Uh, it's good to be back. Thanks for joining us. Um, looking forward to today. Uh, I'm uh, just going to kind of talk about some of the things that uh, were on my heart the last month. You know, holidays, passing, uh, just didn't have a lot of time. So it's great to be back. Um, I'm glad uh, if you're with us, joining us, uh, if you're the for, the for the first time joining us, uh, uh, I encourage you to go through the previous podcasts I've done. Um, the main thing that I, I do think is really beneficial for your spiritual health is memorizing scripture. And it's, you know, it's very tedious. It's difficult. Your flesh gets flared up. A lot of things happen. But in the end, it, uh, it pays off to have full chapters of scripture memorized. Uh, if, if you go back to some of my episodes, First Corinthians six is the one that we did, and we just go through the process of memorizing it. It's you know it's scattered throughout a lot of my episodes, either in an episode or by itself. And either way, you listen to it, you'll understand what you're trying to what what we're trying to do. Um, you know, previously this was a sex podcast. You know, like men who struggled with pornography, uh, sex addiction, that kind of thing, and that to me was the most freeing part and and you know the modern you know modern thought is you don't have to do anything and it's true you don't have to but if you don't then you struggle so yeah you don't want to be legalistic about things right you don't want to be like well you have to do this or you're not you know part of God's family that's not true but you do need to do it to remain pure and not have this struggle in your life such as you know any any sin and not just you know sexual sin but any sin so just just be aware that even though i i do you know some things that come across as legalistic it's really just to it's for survival purposes it's not for whether i should or shouldn't right so just keep that in mind uh some things come across as being legalistic yet they're not it's for survival okay so that that is one thing I just want to clear up because a lot of people, you know, if I if I sent this, you know, to somebody, I, I meet with a lot of guys, uh, older guys, and if I, you know, some of my podcasts, I know that they would consider legalistic, but I don't really care because it's like, well, you don't have the same struggles I do, or people that listen to me, you know. So it's just it, it is what it is. Um, today, I just wanted to kind of. I wanted to give a little history lesson. I, I I heard it in a sermon recently, and it was you know really good. And then also I wanted to talk about you know the past. So the other night I was you know I woke up and a bunch of stuff was coming at me, which was from my past. You know, and initially you're getting super, you get super anxious because you're like, oh my god, I did some horrible things like you know this years ago. And most of you guys who are pursuing the Lord avidly know exactly what I'm talking about. Because you wouldn't be at a place where you're just at peace in your own personal life. Because you know that without the Lord, you would be in jail, dead, uh, a vegetable, whatever. Whatever it is, you know without God, you wouldn't be here. And that's why you find peace. That's why you walk with the Lord. And that's why you know that you'll never go back. And it was in this, 
you know, in this situation where I was sitting there thinking about all these things that happened to me or I could have done to somebody where it was like, I shouldn't be here. Like I should be in jail. Like I should be dead. I should be, you know, gone. And it's just a moment in time where you can sit there and dwell on it and you could let the enemy, you know, fixate in your brain. But instead I renounced the devil in Jesus name. Get behind me, Satan, for you do not know the things of God, but the things of man. And thank you, Lord, for bringing me to this place where I can be at peace with you and no longer in turmoil. And, you know, literally in in uh, Philippians chapter 4, it says, "Be Do not be anxious, but in everything through prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So it says to give thanks. And this is what God expects of us to not be anxious. And again, it sounds legalistic because it's like I say, this is what God expects of us. But it's true. If you do not want to be anxious, he says to give thanks. He says to give thanks if you do not want to be anxious. So be thankful for what God did for you and brought you out of those situations that... They were not as bad as, you know, he knew exactly what what you were doing. He knew that you were going to do it. And he said, he was there. He was there with you and he got you out of it. And be thankful. And that's it. And then you're not anxious anymore, you know. And again, memorizing that scripture helps. And I said in a previous, you know, podcast, you know, five or six of them ago, you know, it's, it's good to, it's, it's, it's not enough to read a scripture one time. If you read it 20 times, it's better. But if you read it over 100 times, that's that's best, right? Because if... And and again, you don't want to just read it to read it or memorize it to memorize it. You want to like ask God what he's showing you in it also. You know, and after you read it about 40 times, you start, you start, like, you start noticing stuff. You know, I'm reading Matthew... I'm doing Matthew 14 right now. And I just... Uh, at the beginning of it, Herod is talking about John the Baptist, right, or something, and or he's saying that Jesus and John the Baptist are the same or whatever, right? And I never understood, like it doesn't, if you read the scripture one time, if you read the whole chapter one time, it doesn't make any sense. It really doesn't. And I read it, you know, after reading it about 50 times, I realized he's talking about what happened previously, like something that happened before, okay, like he he was talking about the situation that he was in where he killed John, because at the beginning he says, "I didn't want to kill," you know, he says, "I didn't want to kill John," but then he killed John, so it, it, it's really confusing. If you read it one time, you're totally confused. Like you probably just ignore it. You probably just, but if you read it about fifty times, you realize, oh, he killed John in a previous situation where he was at some party, and some girl danced for him, and some girl's mom, which I would like to know, I would like to know exactly why this mom wanted John dead. But anyway, uh, John uh, was killed, beheaded by Herod, brought to this girl who brought it to her mother, right? Who brought the head to her mother. But if you didn't read it 50, you know, a few, you know, maybe not 50 times, but five, six times, right? You wouldn't know that this was a situation that happened previously. And then it goes back to, you know, modern, you know, the the, the day that it's happening where Jesus is, right? So, uh, and, and that's just that's just one example of how, reading a scripture one time versus reading it, you know, 50 times is going to change how you, how you read the scripture and how you understand the scripture. Um, 
So, you know, I just encourage you to not to not ignore the fact that you should read it more than once. Okay. And uh, the other thing, I was listening to a sermon. You know, kind of switching gears here. We're just going to kind of switch. I was listening to a sermon. I thought this was really enlightening. And this was uh, the the, the guy the guy speaking was talking about uh, the Rome. You know, Israel during the time of Jesus which was under the Roman Empire, right? The Roman Empire had conquered that whole region at the time. And so they was under Roman control, you know, and you hear a lot of stuff in the Bible about Rome and stuff. So you know it's under Roman control. And he compared it to modern day, right? And I've never, I've never, which is crazy, I've never heard this before. You know, as many as many sermons as I as I've listened to, it's just crazy. I've never actually heard this compared. Now I've heard people compare, you know, the religious people of the day uh, of Jesus's time to religious people today. I've heard that, but I've never heard how the Roman Empire was, comp- you know, how the culture of the Roman Empire affected how they how they were expecting to see Jesus at the time. And how it's the exact same today. I've never heard that. And I thought it was like mind blowing because I've just, I was just so like, oh my gosh, he's so right. Because I've always known that the Roman Empire and the United States have, you know, correlations. There's correlations between the two. The Roman Empire lasted a lot longer. And I think it has more to do with, you know, the time period uh, that it was placed in. You know, this is just my opinion. I think because of the time period, there just wasn't a lot of developed nations. So the Roman Empire lasted an extremely long time. And it took a really long time for people to develop to like try to overthrow it, right? Uh, the United States, I don't, you know, it, I because of the time period we're in, I don't see us necessarily, you know, being overthrown by somebody. I see it, I see it more as an internal, it'll be an d- internal dissension that will cause our nation to collapse, you know? I don't see it more as like somebody coming in to overthrow us. I see it as like internally something happening. Uh, So that's a little different. But in terms of the culture of the time, I think it's extremely similar. You know, they had a lot of uh, entertainment that they, you know, fed into. You know, a lot of, you know, like the gladiators and stuff. And I know that might have been later on, but whatever. And then we also have just, you know, our sports, uh, you know, the, the, the film industry, that kind of thing. So we have all these inter- entertainment value things that are occupying our time, which kind of, you know, keep us out of touch with reality. So culturally, at the time, the Roman Empire was, you know, they came in as a, you know, uh, a conquering force to over, you know, to take over Israel. Right. And the people, you know, the, the Jews of the time were kind of expecting Jesus to do the exact same thing. Cause that's what they saw. They saw a emperor come in, take over their, their nation and just made claim, just, just made a claim, right? Like I'm here, I'm taking over. So naturally culturally, you know, culturally, the Jews only know, you know, like anybody, anybody in that situation, if they were expecting a savior, they would expect the savior to come in and do the exact same thing that they saw somebody else do, which that was new for me. That was new. That was the thing that was just like, 
wow, like mind-blowing, right? Um, then today, we expect Jesus to be, you know, this entertainer. If, you know, if you see Jesus as somebody, I, I, I think of, you know, modern pastors. I think of, uh, what's the guy, uh, Joel Osteen, who's like this entertainer or this motivational speaker, this guy who has a ton of money. So when we see these people, we think that they're representing Jesus. And I'm, I'm not, okay, so listen, I, I what I just said is going to be, you know, is extremely, I, I don't know if it's controversial, but it's like, it's making claim to like, I'm, I don't think Joel Osteen's a, a Christian, whatever. I That's not true. It's not true. I, I refuse to take a stance on whether somebody's a Christian or not. I'm just going to, I think that they're doing something that God is, is outside of my understanding of God. And I, and I just want to, I, I just trust that God is doing, is working through that person. So just keep that in mind. I do trust that God's working through that man. I choose not to listen to him. I choose not to watch him and it's nothing personal. It's just like, I just, he, it, he just, there's no reason for me to watch anything that he, he does. And that's just me. So Keep in mind, I do not feel one way or the other about this guy. But what I'm trying to say is our culturally, we see him, we see someone like him, and that's what we think God is, right? I do not believe that this is all God is, okay? Similar to the time of the Jews, where they were expecting Jesus to come in and conquer. And... If you really think about it, that is what Jesus did, but it wasn't the way they thought it was, right? Similar to today where if you're somebody who's seeing, you know, like a entertainer and or, you know, a pastor who's very out there, I think of Stephen Furtick as well, guy who's out there very popular and that's what we are expecting Jesus to be today, right? And I'm not saying Jesus doesn't work through those people, because he does, he for sure does. Like people come to the Lord through these people, right? But I do not believe that that is all he is. And I believe that Jesus, you know, is so he he he's so you know the the knowledge. You, you know, there's scriptures in there that talk about you know we, we cannot understand the depth, the height, the width, you know, of of who God is, you know. It's just like our finite brains cannot understand like everything that God has for us. So don't limit yourself to seeing God that way. Because if you do, you know, that's exactly how the Jews saw it, right? Yeah, and I think of uh, uh, Donald Trump is a perfect example of this. Where it's like, this guy comes in, super popular, has a ton of money, ton of power. He comes in and, and automatically he is able to hook Christians, right? Somehow. He hooks a lot of Christians, right? And it's something you got to be extremely cautious about because usually uh, you don't, if you're reading your Bible, you know that there's some things that are off about people. Like you can, if you read your Bible, you study it, you go to classes to understand the Bible better, you will start to see like the truth in people, Okay. And you know you don't want to take extreme, as a Christian, you really don't want to take extreme stances on anything. The Bible is very clear about that. You don't want to be like 
hardcore this way or that way. By the way, Jesus was an extremely calm person, okay? Uh, he was not a guy, and don't get me wrong, he was a little, he was feisty at times because he was attacking, you know, religious people, right? But he was he was a very calm person and he never took extreme stances on anything, right? Extreme stances in terms of like political views, maybe like spiritual views he took extreme stances on, like not sleeping with your girlfriend, okay? He was probably pretty strict on that. He was he was pretty strict on how, you know, being uh, somebody who forgave. He was really hard on people who didn't forgive. He was really hard on people's hearts. So don't try to tell me that God, that Jesus was hardcore, you know, anti-abortion, anti-this, anti-that. You know, don't, don't try to tell me that because there's nothing in the Bible you know, maybe Old Testament, there's some stuff about, you know, Molech, the guy who, you know, the babies were brought to, right? Uh, there's, just just keep in mind, Jesus didn't come in and try to make a political stance. So so just just be aware, if you're taking extreme political stances, you also, you should check your heart, seriously. And I'm not saying that because I want to say it. I'm saying that because you need to. And I, I've had to do that, you know? Um, but... I do think you should remain pretty neutral in most areas. You know, in your personal life, yeah, you shouldn't have abortions. Of course not, right? That shouldn't even be an option for you, right? But when you see other people doing it who don't know the Lord, it's like, why would you judge them? God's already going to judge them. You don't need to judge them, right? Let God do that. So just just keep that in mind. You know, And, and sorry, I, did, I, I, brought, I bring that up because that's just such a prevalent topic today. But it's just one of those things where we should try to remain, you know, pretty pretty steadfast in who we are without taking an extreme stance on something. So in review, just the culture of the Roman Empire at the time was that they saw Jesus as a conqueror. Our culture will see Jesus as an entertainer. And so just be very aware you know, of, or an entertainer with a lot of money or somebody with a lot of money, right? A lot of power. So just be very aware when you see Jesus that way. Like when you see somebody who's like, oh yeah, he's here for, he's here with Jesus. It's like, you got to be very like careful that it's not, you're not following culture versus following what the word says, right? And I do think the way the, the Jews saw Jesus at the time is a very clear depiction of how we should also be cautious on how we see Jesus today. And this was your brother James with the God's Will podcast.